This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's going on, everyone, and welcome into another episode of Expected Bets for on today's episode. We're breaking down the slate for October 19th. Should be a good one. Obviously, today we got two games today, so we won't touch on those. But before we get into the massive slate tomorrow, let's bring in the rest of the crew. Franco, how we doing? Great, man. Um, up and down starts of the season for NHL betting, at least for me, but it's early still. We're still trying to get all the data, trying to figure out who's who's the pretenders and who's the real deal. So keep keep uh, moving in stride and stuff like that, and we'll figure it out. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Betsky, how about you? How's your season going? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty similar. Started off with a bang and it slowed down a little bit. Now I was at a bachelor party all weekend, so <laughs> we had some half rings held plays coming out, but uh, I did what I could and uh, pull, pulled some of the boys through with some uh, prize picks entries. That at least we're getting two X's, so <laughs> yeah, we stayed afloat. <laughs> yeah, that's all you can do, really. I mean, yeah, the beginning of the season is always kind of weird, kind of trying to feel out teams, kind of see which direction they're heading here. Um, all right, without further ado, let's jump into the slate for tomorrow. The first game we have up is the Buffalo Sabres versus the Calgary Flames. Calgary's on game three of a five-game road trip here. Uh, the expected starters are Devin Levi to make his fourth appearance, and Daniel Vladar is expected to get his first start tomorrow. So that should be interesting. Markstrom not playing. Um, Calgary has lost their last two games to Pitt and Washington. Buffalo gets their first one of the season last night against Tampa Bay here. Um, minus 110 on the money lines each way. Over-unders at 6.5. Juice slightly the over at minus 115 here. Betsky, I'll start with you in this game. Any kind of angles you're looking at here, or is this kind of a stay-away spot for you? Oof, this one's a little tough. I mean, I feel like these are kind of similar teams where they're both pretty well-rounded defensively and offensively. I don't think we've seen either team really break out on the offensive end, though, especially what we know Buffalo can do. So is this going to be one of those games where Tage and crew just explode and just kind of take Calgary down into beatdown mode? Or is it one where they're still struggling to get the offense going? So that win in Tampa last night was really nice to see. Um but it still doesn't feel like some of the sparks we saw last season with them. And I, I feel like it's it's coming. I just feel like, you know, maybe the chemistry is still kind of settling in. Um, you know, maybe with a rookie goaltender, they're playing a little bit tighter. Uh, I mean, that's just kind of how it feels. And then Calgary, you know, adjusting to a new coach and everything. Seems like Huberdeau is starting to figure it out a little bit. He's been shooting a lot more kind of want to lean into maybe some of his point props because they're probably still going to be valuable or have some nice value right now. Um, but they're they're a tricky one to kind of gauge right now as well. So uh, don't have too many leans. I mean, we know Tage needs to get on the board soon here. 
So his goal may be something to look towards. Darlene's been fantastic for shots so far to start the season off. I think he's hitting every single game so far. So that may be a nice piece to look at. Um, as far as sides and totals, I want to say another Buffalo home win. Yeah, I mean, I mean, looking at it too, it's kind of a weird game. Calgary's offense, five on five, has been really stagnant this year. Uh, they've heavily relied on their power play here, uh, ranking in the top ten here. On five on five, they only have four point three one expected goals for. Actually, they've only scored four goals from that, so kind of right on track, which ranks twenty seventh in the NHL. So they're really struggling to generate offense five on five. Yeah, I mean, Buffalo, it seems like a turnaround, but the one thing I was hesitant to um, watching that game against Tampa is they, two years ago, they would do this where they'd get a lead in the third period, then they completely kind of collapse on themselves and just play defense the entire third period. And that reminded me of the old Sabres and not the Sabres of last year who was still attacking the third. So I don't know where this team is really lines they've been juggling pretty much every game here so i'm i'm going to stay away from this one too if anything i think calgary's kind of alive kind of the play here too i mean historically the away teams won the last four games here but um franco any kind of looks from you in this game yeah um slightly in towards calgary as well um i think i like vladar better at this point for calgary um to start the season, Markstrom hasn't looked great, and we were kind of down on him after what we saw from him last year as well. So I, I'm really of a mind that, like, this team has to figure out their goaltending situation sooner rather than later. Um, they have that prospect wolf down in the AHL, and it's only a matter of time. They they have to move Markstrom or Vladar at some point soon. It's just this team's just not going to win with what they have right now. So. I think I would rather be in a position like Buffalo is with, with Levi and just throw the kid out there and get him some run um, than what they're doing right now with Markstrom. So, um, but yeah, with that being said, I do, I do uh, lean towards Calgary. Um, and I like the shout on Huberto as well by Betsky. Um, as bad as he was last year, two games against Buffalo, two assists, one assist. So, um, his assist prop is absolutely going to be bettable. I'm pretty sure his points prop has been bettable as well so far to start the year. And he's been all right to start the year, actually. So um, Buffalo gave up four power play opportunities against Tampa the last game. Like you said, if, if Calgary gets some power play opportunities, I, I like them to get some goals. So um, I'd be very interested in Huberto props um, tomorrow. Yeah, I like that look as well. Uh, any other plays here? Uh, I think that's it for now. Okay. All right, moving along here. We got Toronto at Florida here. Florida obviously de defeated Toronto in the second round of the playoffs last year. Florida grabbed their first one of the season versus the New Jersey Devils as of late here. Toronto coming off a bad loss against Chicago, uh, four to one defeat in that one. Both defenses are struggling, but I think obviously Ekblad and Montour out for Florida has really hurt them here. Toronto though, I think has the advantage, even despite their defense struggling here, ranking third in goals four per game uh, with 4.33 here. Toronto minus 125 on the money line, Florida plus 105. And the over is at seven. We've already seen it. Second week into the season, we have overs at seven here. It almost wow. feels like we're going to get a seven and a half this year. 
I, I think wow. it's coming it's coming sooner rather than later. I mean, this is seven at almost even money, so I, I think it'll be minus 120 by game time tomorrow, to be honest, at seven, if not yeah. moving to seven and a half. Yeah, as I mentioned before, too, I'm going to take Toronto in this matchup here. I just like that. Obviously, like I said before, both defenses struggling, but Florida's offense hasn't gotten going yet, and Toronto's has. I mean, Matthew starts the season off with back-to-back hat-tricks here. Um, (laughs) Just insane here. Obviously, no points in his last game, but still just otherworldly here. Bavromsky, Samsonov, the expected starters here, both have been subpar to start the season. Uh, Samsonov, really bad, minus 3.0 goals saved above expected. And Bobrovsky, minus 1.3 goals saved above expected here. So, Betsky, I'll throw it to you in this one. Any plays in this matchup? Yeah, definitely going to lean Toronto here um, on the money line. I think last night we just saw Avalanche go into Seattle, the team that knocked them out of the playoffs and handed to them. Even though that that game was really lopsided on shots, I was kind of waiting for it to teeter a little bit, but they they kind of pulled through. Um, I feel like we haven't seen much from Marner yet. I feel like this could be a nice spot for a 1.5 line from both Matthews and Marner. This was a play I was really into two seasons ago. And last year, they just kind of, they got split up a little bit more and they didn't seem to, I mean, Matthews just kind of had it down here. Um, But I would put a half unit on both of them to get 1.5 points. They would both be plus money. You hit one and you covered your bet. You hit two and you pretty much made three times your bet. So um, I think that may be an angle I take tomorrow, especially after Matthew's having a quiet game. One other real quick comment I wanted to make on the Matthew side of things. He's plus last time I checked, he was plus 200 for the rocket, uh, just McDavid ahead of him. And then plus 600 for the heart with just McDavid ahead of him as well. So if you're looking into some of the future awards, you're starting to see a little bit of a breakaway from McDavid and Austin Matthews is having a very dominant season. It's only a couple games in, but uh, this could be kind of Toronto and, and Matthews's year. So something to think about as well. Yeah, for sure. Florida, Florida's been really tricky for me. I feel like I haven't been able to watch those games, so I'm, I'm just going to kind of stay away. It seems like Right now, they're a team where one guy has a huge game and then kind of fades the next, if I'm correct, from just kind of stat watching. Um, but maybe you guys have some players there that that kind of stand out for you. Uh, I feel like in general, <clears throat> they they kind of um, haven't looked good to start the season. And then they had that game against New Jersey where New Jersey kind of like slept through the first two periods, really, of that game. Um, and Florida took an early lead and... I mean, they got four nothing in that game, and Jersey was able to storm back and make it a four to three game. So, I'm still of a mind that like I don't I don't think this Florida team is very good right now without those two defensemen. I mean, it's it's huge. That that's as much as they're part of their defense, they're just as much a part of their offense yeah. because Montour is so Montour is so good on the power play and you know breaking out the breaking out of the defensive zone and stuff like that. So. I don't think it can be discounted how much of a of a miss that those two guys are for that team right now. So I, I tend to think that Toronto should be in a smash spot here just because they had that terrible game against the Blackhawks where just nothing seemed to go right. Goals were getting called back left and right. Um, and 
I mean, come on. This is supposed to be arguably the best team in the league this year, right? Like, you can make an argument for a couple other teams, but this is supposed to be their year, and you, you like, shit the bet against Chicago. I mean, come on, man. So... I th- I think they they come out and they they pounce on this team. I, I don't I just don't think that I just don't think Florida has enough to keep up defensively, and I, I could see us being a smash game. So I mean, Toronto minus one twenty five looks great. Um, I like that a lot. I like the Marner the Marner call. Um, he's had pretty good history against them assist wise. So I know his points. You, you know, typically you got to do the one and a half, but um, I think historically he has ten assists in seven games played against them. And he's had a few. He's had three assists so far to start the year as well. So, I mean, if this team's going to be producing, he's going to be involved. So, I like that a lot. And I, I also like Klingberg. Um, he was quiet the last game, but I mean, this guy's getting top power play time. We know he's an offensive guy, offensive defenseman, and um, I, I don't mind his, his point's been like even money every game. So, I don't mind coming back to him after he missed the last game. Yeah, I agree there. Um... Yeah, I mean, if Bobrovsky was playing well and kind of continued his form here to start the season, I guess that'd be my only kind of hesitation with this game here. But I, I love Toronto in this matchup, um, especially kind of what we've seen in the past from teams getting that revenge spot uh, to start the season here. Moving along here, we got Edmonton at Philadelphia here. Edmonton started the year with two back-to-back losses to Vancouver. <laughs> Not sure many people saw that coming. Obviously, they kind of ready the ship. Last night here, Philly starts the season off two and one again. Not sure many people saw that coming either on the opposite side here. Uh, I told you they were going to be good early, man. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird. weird. (laughs) Torch hasn't screamed at them enough. I don't know. Waiting for the first bag skate. Then you got a hammer spot too. (laughs) I mean, that's that's the look too. New Jersey just with a bag skate. They play what? Friday? Oh, yeah, that's a big bounce-back spot for them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Edmonton heavy favorite here, minus 205 on the money line here. Philly, plus 170. Total at seven again. Plus 100 <sighs> to the over, minus 120 to the under here. Um, Jack Campbell's expected to start, but Stuart Skinner's in this first game was just terrible. First got pulled. Start another one. Minus 4.7 goals saved above expected. Worse than the league to start the season. I think we called this. I think we said that some of these teams that their backups kind of became the starter last season may not realize that those guys are actually not quite what they seemed like they were last season. <laughs> Skinner, was one, a, Skinner yeah. was one I actually had a little bit more faith in to be the guy. Yeah, but I thought so but, too. Uh, it's it's not shocking. I mean, I'm not surprised at all. No, the revolving carousel of Edmonton Oilers goaltenders. You know, <laughs> it's never going to stop. It's never going to stop or slow down. Um, Franco, I'll start with you here. Any kind of plays here um, in Philly, Edmonton? I, as much as the overs have been hitting, I on the surface at least, I feel like this kind of looks like an under. I know that that's hard to grasp when you're talking about Edmonton. Um, but it seems like Philly's playing more to the under style. Um, Carter Hart has looked pretty damn good to start the year. Um, Campbell obviously was the better of the two goalies for Edmonton as well. So um, while I don't want to necessarily pull that trigger, 
I mean, we have to kind of start considering these unders when they're at seven. If I mean, if, if that's all the books are going to give us, um, we have to start considering them as much as it's disgusting because nobody wants to bet unders. Um, so something to think about there. Um, <clears throat> I don't want to take a side here. I, I feel like Edmonton should continue with the, with the confidence after that win. I still don't think Philly's a great team. I think their blue line is still lacking. Um, they're shifting the young guys kind of in and out. Um, but I, I still think this forward group for Philly, as it stands right now, is is going to continue to be better than what we're thinking. And that that was kind of what I hammered on when we were talking about them during the podcast, during the offseason. Until these guys get injured or get traded away, which is inevitable, I, I think this team is going to be competitive. And, and so far they've showed that. Um, I, I just like their forward group right now, which is just a weird thing to say because I've hated this team for the last few years. But um, with all that being said, I, I'll likely go back to Bouchard power play point because as long as that's bettable, I don't think there's any reason why you should not bet it. Um McDavid has an insane history against the Flyers as well. So, I mean, him and Drysdale just both have a great history against the Flyers. So you can't really, you can't really get away from either of them. I know the value is hard to find. So whether it's over one and a half points, which wasn't even bettable for McDavid the last game, maybe it's Drysdale then. Um, it's it's hard to find value on Edmonton. Let's just put it that way. Um, on the other side, though, I'm, I'm kind of like an Atkinson shots. I don't know where he's going to be put at, but he started the season off hot, firing the puck a lot, and he has a pretty insane history against them. Or not not super crazy, but um, he's averaging almost five shots a game in two games against them um, over the last couple of years. So I know he's been in and out of the lineup, but he is that type of guy. He's better at home with shooting as well. So... Uh, depending on where his line's at, I don't know where it's going to be. I, I don't mind taking a shot there as well. Yeah, I like that too. Betsky, any plays here in Edmonton, Philly? I, I'm kind of with you, Franco. I think this feels a little bit more like an under, especially after Edmonton just kind of unloaded on Nashville. Um, Sean Couturier has been really impressive since the beginning of the season too. Um, and they want to dabble in points or assists from him, see what those kind of look like. Um I mean, outside of kind of those sides, I, I, this may be one I just kind of sit back and, and scoreboard watch a little bit more just to get a better feel for Philly because the, the scoring and the shooting seems to be kind of up and down the lineup right now. Um, obviously, you got your big names in Edmonton. I don't even know if there's any point in kind of highlighting those guys. Uh, but, of course, the Bouchard point, power play point, assists, all that looks great too and the shots. Yeah, I agree. I think that... The power play points for Edmonton is certainly a look here. What Philly ranks 15th in the penalty kill right now and 25th in terms of penalty minutes. So they're going to get a few chances yeah. here. Drysaddle and McDavid, both the first three games have averaged 1.3 power play points as well. So if you're looking for a spot there, Bouchard averaging one, even Nugent Hopkins averaging one per game for power play points. So I certainly like that look, Franco. Um, yeah, that's probably all I have in this game here. But Betsky, yeah, I kind of agree with you. So I just kind of have this game on in the background and just see how exactly Edmonton handles Philly coming off that kind of big win to see if they can right the ship or if it's going to be an up and down season. Um, yeah, which could be yeah, kind of help for them. How anyone handles Philly for the first two months, month and a half or so. 
until until mm-hmm. the egos are crushed and Philly and it all comes crumbling back down to rebuild that. Yeah, I mean yeah, Philly <laughs> Philly beat Vancouver. Edmonton couldn't, yeah. so you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next game up, we got the Kings at the Minnesota Wild here. The Kings are 1-1-1 one, one and one here. Minnesota 2-1 to start the season. We got Cam Talbot in net for the Kings. Uh, and <laughs> Gustafsson in net for Minnesota here. Boldy is out for Minnesota. Arvidsson out for the Kings, obviously. Kings lost two tough games to start the season against Colorado and Carolina. Rebounded against Winnipeg, beating them 5-1 to one here. Minnesota's look good, though, offensively. Over three and a half goals for per game here. So the Kings, four goals a game uh, averaging. The defense is a little bit struggling a bit here, but I kind of like Minnesota in this matchup here. Minnesota minus 115 on the money line. Uh, totals at six here. Juiced slightly to the over, but I think I'm going to go with, I like Minnesota in this matchup here. Um, I don't know, Franka, you were nodding your head. Are you on Minnesota as well here? I agree with you 100%. I just, I want to feed this Kings team until they figure out the back end. And I know they shut down Winnipeg that last game, but I, I really think that once, once Flaherty went out and that, that early, like two minutes in the game, they, they had to shift their lines and Winnipeg just never seemed like in sync after that. The lines were weird. It was the power play didn't look effective at all. I mean, before that game, the Kings defense was absolutely horrendous. I mean, they gave up five goals to Colorado and then five to uh, Carolina, and then lost in a shootout. But I mean, I mean, to start the season, they've been getting boat raced. So I, I don't think that changes because of one game against Winnipeg where they shut them down. So uh, massive, massive goaltending mismatch here. I, I think so. You're get, giving me Minnesota at home minus one fifteen. I think that's a gift. Um, I think it's probably not a bad idea to go back to Kaprizov shots at home. Obviously, that's the the wagon. Um, I don't know how bettable it's going to be. I think that first game at home, he was like minus 140 or something like that. So let's see where the line's at. But um, there is always that Fiala revenge angle as well. That if you if you're looking towards the Kings at all, so something to think about. But I, I just wish he was at home. He's just so much better at home with the shot prop. So I probably won't be on his shots just because he's just just not nearly as good on the road. Yeah. Betsky, any plays in this one? Uh, he, this, would, this would be one where instead of taking a money line, maybe you take a team total of the, the team you like a little bit more. You may be able to get some value on both. Uh, I don't know if they're going to set Kings at 2.5 or what. Um, if Talbot's in that, I am definitely thinking more of the over on this game, though. Um, Kings are the goaltending situation was kind of as we predicted to start the season off. Uh, I think it's going to be a little shaky for them. I think we're going to see a team that one day kind of shuts it down and then the next scores a ton or, or has to keep up and give up a ton. Uh, them in Minnesota almost feel like carbon copies of the same team to me, except I like uh, the Kings depth quite a bit more. Um, as far as like value plays, Zuccarello power play point may be kind of interesting. Um, that's definitely one area where he's been able to shine in the past. And if you don't really like Talbot in that, uh, it could be a nice spot for them to take advantage of. Yeah, no, I completely agree here. Uh, and that one, it's an interesting game though. Um, it is. I mean, it's a really interesting game here. It's kind of, um, like we talked teams. about before, too, Nashville, um, 
Rangers, which is another interesting one that we're not going to talk about. But that was another one that I had kind of circled as not sure exactly what to do. Obviously, Rangers heavier favorite in that one, but still just an odd game um, to start the year. One more thing to bring up too. Um, Kaprizov, I mean, I know he scored the other night, but he has four assists to start the year. So, wow. I mean, like there's there's almost no value on his his goal prop anymore. Obviously, he's he's like minus one ten or plus a hundred, right around even money most most nights. But I would think that his assist prop is probably pretty nice, just because of the general belief that he's just a goal scorer. He's got four assists in three games, so just something to look at. Yeah, no, that's a good call there. Next game up here, Arizona at St. Louis. St. Louis minus 130. They're the favorites in this one. Arizona plus 110, over under set at six, juiced the over. Uh, I've seen this total even at six and a half here. Both great defensive teams. Obviously, St. Louis has only played two games. Subpar offensive teams. Shocked to see this total was set at six and a half on FanDuel. Uh, DraftKings has it at six, but... Seems like an under matchup, given how well both goaltenders have been playing this year. I mean, Bennington has been phenomenal um, through the first two games. So, yeah, I'll start with you here, Betsky, and your Arizona Coyotes. Any angles in this one? Yeah, you kind of hadn't pumped the brakes for me before. I think I still have last year's blues in my mind, but uh, after we talked about it a little bit pre-show, I kind of took a look in, and yeah, this is. It's maybe like Stanley Cup Bennington form, but we'll see how long, just like Carter Hurt, we'll see how long it lasts. Um, I totally understand the leaning of the 6.5. This is kind of a scary one for me. This may be more of a Coyotes team total type situation, even though I know they've been a little anemic on the offense the last two games. It was against the Rangers and the Islanders um, and back-to-back situations on top of it. Um, they both games played a very good kind of road dog type game where they've really kind of tried to keep chances down. They didn't really push too hard offensively, even though they did a lot better in the Rangers game than the Islanders game. Um, Historically, they've played the blues very well though. And there's the whole Keller is from the area factor. Uh, So this is definitely one I'm going to lean on Keller uh, between his shots, maybe a goal prop. Uh, maybe even if you can get a nice price for two points, it would be something to look into if you think the uh, Coyotes can kind of beat Bennington quite a bit. Um, but other than that, I'm actually going to kind of tamper my expectations on Cooley a little bit. He came out hot, three assists in two games. Uh, cooled off a little bit yesterday, got a little frustrated. This is the first long road trip he's probably been on, and the Blues are a bigger team. One guy who hasn't really been going for the Yotes, at least, is Michelli. Uh, he was, gosh, I, I think he was close to 65 points last season, and he was in that 55 to 65 range. He hasn't been able to put anything up yet. Uh, he's somebody that we really need to have getting going to get us a little bit more depth in the scoring. Um, so that that may be one of those point props that you can find in, in the uh, plus money situation. For spot and then uh Hayton's shots have been great too and the, he's been hovering around plus 126 or so for three shots on goal uh, so that may be another spot to look into yeah i like all those looks franco yes i want to go back to cooley just because he cashed the first two games for me and and i i get that sentiment though i mean 
you're right. This is game four now on the road for them. Is he starting to break down a little bit? Um, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. But yeah, that, that is weird, man. Michelli was such a point producer last year for them. And for him to be sitting at zero right now is just kind of wild. I'm, I mean, I know, I, I guess two games where you just don't really produce anything kind of yeah. in general as a team kind of hurts that, but. I don't know. I mean, I mean, is this Blues team for real? It's two games where they shut down a Kraken team that kind of like sleep, sleepwalk through the game, and then Dallas's first game of the season. I, I mean, I was I'm surprised that game was so tight to be honest. But that is a you know those two teams are kind of almost they feel like rivals at least to to some extent in, in my mind I guess. But um. I don't know. This game is a little weird for me. I I feel like both these teams, the offenses have been kind of sleepwalking the last few game, you know, the last few games. So I don't know where to go with it. I don't know if I want to go the under because I feel like the talent's there for both these teams and the defensive inefficiencies historically, at least, are there for both teams. So it's kind of scary where maybe we see both these teams wake up and this game sells way over and, and mm-hmm. we're sitting here with our under tickets ripped yeah. up by the, midway through the second period or something stupid. I, I mean, seriously. No, you're right. Do, do we really want to, do we really want to trust the, like Jordan Bennington and Arizona as an under team? You know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of horrifying to me to, to think about. So I'm, I'm probably just going to stay off and just watch. Yeah. I mean, Arizona only had 14 shots on goal last game. Just insane. Yeah, it was against the rain, uh, the Islanders. Who I, I think these bigger teams, them Vegas, maybe even Detroit, that are just got a ton of like two way players. I think those are the teams that we're going to struggle against the most. The Boston put them in the mix. I think the teams that run and gun a little bit more, we can keep up with now. So I think those are going to be more like what we saw again in the Jersey game. Um, just kind of the makeup of where the roster's at right now. Yeah. yeah, Franco, I, I I kind of feel the same. I mean, it feels under, very trappish. Yeah, and then end of a road trip, they could be sloppy. I don't know. Yeah, they return home for one game and then they're back out on the road again. Gosh. Their schedule yeah. is just so messed up. It's yeah, just, they've been it's fucked for the right. uh, it, I mean, it, it, Arizona State University hockey's got the rink goal booked up, so. That that Ducks Yotes game is gonna be fun though, man. I'm excited yes, it for is. that. Yeah. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. Next game up here, Vegas at Winnipeg. Obviously, Franco Velarde's out. Who would have thought? You know, <laughs> I was, have a ticket on him. Yeah. If if you, I was texting my one buddy, and he's he's like, dude, you need to chill, because I I was just, I lost my shit last night when when he went out two minutes into the game. I was just like. Oh man, so frustrating. When when you like you're looking at props all day and you're like, I don't want to hit something too much. I want to kind of like spread it out just to like reduce my risk. And then you see a guy leave too. You know, especially with hockey, it's not like football where like a guy goes out because of a hit or something gets a concussion. Like hockey, you just feel like players always just come back. No, that you never even like consider injuries. Um, at least not as much in the sport. And for a guy to go out two minutes in the game, it's just like all those t- tickets just sh- gone. So, <clears throat> yeah, rough, rough night for me last night with, with uh, Gabe Velarde, but it's all right. 
We'll get yeah. That. So Vegas minus one twenty on the money line here. Winnipeg even money over under at six um, minus one ten both ways here. Aiden Hill has been fantastic to start the season. Uh, Hellebuck gets the night off here um, as they go with their backup here. Vegas defeated Winnipeg in the first round of the playoffs here. So I guess another revenge spot here, kind of as we talked about before here. The issue is this. Winnipeg's dead last in goals against per game, uh, giving up 4.67. Vegas is ninth in goals for per game, averaging 3.5 here. Curious to see what Vegas's team total is. Obviously, it's going to be a three, but is it going to be juiced or to what extent too? Of if they think Vegas is going to put up four goals on this team here, so that's definitely kind of information um, interesting, I guess, kind of in terms of the size and totals. But I'll start with you here, Franco. Any looks here uh, in Vegas, Winnipeg? I'm still waiting for this Vegas team to kind of show some cracks. Yeah. Um, I I mean, for how I mean, I understand they played some weak teams to start, so we have to kind of take it with a grain of salt. But to be without White Cloud and, and Martinez, and then Petrangelo missed a couple of games as well. It's like, how is this team winning without these guys? Their biggest strength is how deep their blue line is, and I guess you know these guys filling in are able to fill fit the system, and it and it just works, but. I don't know, man. It's it's crazy to see them sitting at this point the way the way that they've done. And I, I mean, that was a, t- that was a tight game last night against Dallas, but I don't know. I I kind of lean the under here as far as just what we've seen so far from both these teams. Winnipeg's been kind of pretty effective uh, defensively to start the season. I know the Kings got got after them, but I think that was just one of those games where nothing really went right for Winnipeg. Um, I do kind of expect them to bounce back. They're at home. This is the right spot where you would want to back Winnipeg. And Vegas does have to lose eventually. But do I really want to fade this Vegas team? I, I don't know if I really want to do that. Um, as far as the props go, though, I I love Morrissey Point. I'm going to probably keep Ryan that just because I think he's an absolute stud. I, I kind of like him in this Norris race as well this year. I, I haven't sprinkled it yet, but... Um, I found myself watching a lot of Winnipeg games the last couple of days, and he just looks fantastic. He he had set up Shifley a few times, and Shifley just missed point blank shots against the Kings the other day. So um, I do like him though, um, and I like Shifley goal as well. He has a pretty damn good history against um, Vegas: five goals in six games, and he has three goals to start the year in three games. So. Um, as as bad as they were in that last game, I think a day to rest and reset and figure out how they're going to go forward without um, without Velarde, who's going to be gone for like a while now. It looks like so. Um, I think I think they get right in the spot, and maybe it's a close game, but I don't I don't want to pick a side. Yeah, I'm. Go- I think I'm going to go opposite with you. I, th- I think I'm going to take that Vegas team total three and a half plus one thirty here. Vegas historically Damn. against Winnipeg. Has scored four, four, five, and five Damn. against Winnipeg, and for the first three games of Winnipeg's schedule, they've allowed five, four, and five. Plus one thirty, Vegas his offense has been rolling. Obviously, and they average three and a half goals for per game here. Um, I think it's a great spot for them here, and I think 
this isn't the spot they let up. Maybe kind of going forward it is, but I think they continue to roll in this one. Betsky, you, you, don't any, like the, uh, uh, you don't like the Laurent Prosois um, revenge game against Vegas? Yeah. Yeah, you always have to factor that in. That, that's always a factor, you know? Yeah. No, I, I, I don't think Winnipeg's kind of turning in the wrong direction. And like we said, too, even in the previews, if this starts south, they could get ugly real quick with this team. Obviously, they signed Shifley and Hellebuck to seven-year deals matching contracts, but uh, yeah, they could be moving strange. some pieces. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. still weird. Betsky, any I wonder if people one? needed to see them locked up before they would t- accept a trade, or I don't know. It's it's kind of crazy, though. But Matching contracts, too. I know. I know. So it's like it... – You wonder if they just had them in the same room at the same time or like, this is what we got. Well, we ran out of middle. paper in yeah. Winnipeg, so I guess we're just going to have you both sign the same contract. <laughs> exactly. They said another line, the signature line at the bottom of the contract, and they're like, all right, Mark Connor. Yeah, same name here. Just uh, just throw it together. But, <laughs> or, yeah. Oh, oh Connor, you're, you're here yeah. too. Oh, yeah. well, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they have the same agent. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, this is a strange one. The, the only thing that I feel really confident on, because, yeah, I feel like Winnipeg is kind of due for a bounce back and feel like Vegas is due for a loss. Um, but I, I don't like hearing what you just said about Vegas just bringing the spank on to Winnipeg in the past. So I don't know if that choo-choo train just keeps rolling, but one that I feel confident in is Eichel, man. You may want to cover I'm, your I'm ears right myself. now. Yeah, here, but yeah. he's been insane. I mean, yes. He's been so this, good. This was a guy who was second overall in the McDavid draft that probably would have gone first overall in the Austin Matthews draft. This is a guy who would have probably gone first overall out of probably any draft besides Bedard and McDavid, really. And you could maybe argue that he would have gone ahead of Bedard. He was that hyped his draft year. It just got kind of overshadowed by McDavid. Um we never really saw this. He was point per, point per game type of center for a while in Buffalo, but it was a type of team that just had to kind of put up goals and had some garbage time goals. Uh, then comes back from a major back injury and kind of plays more of two-way center role. He looked great. He, I think it's obviously a huge reason why they won the cup, but he wasn't you know, firing on all cylinders and you kind of didn't know if that was going to be his new MO of being like a top line center. That was more on that, like Ryan O'Reilly side of things. And here he is putting up, you know, six to eight shots a game. His line's still at 2.5. So if you get, if it's still 2.5 tomorrow, I would alt it at easy to four, if maybe even up to five. Um, he, he's always been kind of historically a little bit better on the road. Um, I like Ike. I mean, he's he's been a monster so far, and I think we've we're seeing a player finally feels confident and fi- finally feels like he doesn't need to prove it all the time, and that he's arrived. Yeah, unfortunately, I agree with you on that one. So <laughs> yes. that's certainly a good look. Um, last game that we'll be covering tonight here: Carolina at Seattle. Complete opposites in this one. All four of Carolina's games have gone over to start the season. All four of Seattle's games have gone under to start the season here. Carolina 3-1, and one, Seattle 0-3-1. Oh, 
the only winless team besides the San Jose Sharks. I'm not sure if we were to start the do our previews all over again, we would have said that sentence. Um, but alas, here we are. Seattle plus 124 on the money line, Carolina minus 148. Carolina did struggle with San Jose in their last game, though, a little bit. Everybody the third struggled period against San Jose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've been feisty. Yeah. <laughs> I said I said they'd be feisty, and yeah, yeah, it geez, hasn't really yeah, what a call. Uh, it hasn't really translated to points, though. That's the issue. Um, yeah. But certainly, I mean, it, we're talking feisty meter. They're up there. Uh, my bet looks good, but yeah, it's it's kind of an interesting team here. Carolina, fourth game of their six game road trip here. Seattle, dead last in the NHL in goals four per game, averaging zero point seven five. Carolina, on the other hand, first the NHL in goals four per game, averaging 4.75. So a difference of four goals, pretty significant here. Um, Carolina's defense, though, has also been struggling as well, uh, giving up 4.25 goals against per game. Anderson, too, expects to start, but not sure after he took one in the face uh, and left the game early. <laughs> get sad to say the, the, so, the Coley the Coley injury struggles of Carolina just I mean it's we crazy. said they had we said before though I mean to start the season they still have Ranta and uh Koshedov, so who knows Aho I don't think is playing in this one Svechnikov uh is out as well here and then obviously Seattle loses Tanev on their side but um I'll start with you here Betsky any looks in this game um, I, I think we're starting to see Nietzsche's starting to roll again. So, uh, his shots, maybe I, you know, again, we were looking at it before lines get dropped, but, um, kind of came out flat first two games or so. And, and has really kind of picked up the pace again. He was kind of the road guy last year. So, um, Tavo Teravainen has been crazy too. Uh, last year he was injured. I think he kind of. Disappoint a lot of people because two seasons ago, he, I felt like he was a regular and then uh, taking stuff to the bank. So I will be leaning towards both of them again. Um, Nature is probably more of a parlay piece on the point or shots on goal where Tavo, you may be able to still get that plus money. Shockingly, we'll see how the books set that. Uh, Carolina team total, something I'm going to be looking for. I think... Um, I probably cursed the Kraken because last year I was always against them. And then this off season, I finally admitted that I was wrong. And now I am looking like I'm wrong again. And here we are. Yeah. Franco, any looks in this one? Yeah. I mean, you can only look Carolina here at least until Seattle gets right. Um, and I don't know. I don't know whether the loss of, I feel like they lost a bunch of like depth, like weird guys that you wouldn't be like, disappointed to lose but they don't look like the same team and then you lose Tanev now on top of that another guy that's just like that depth like glue type guy I they look like a different team this year they don't they don't look like that team that was exciting and fun to watch like they were last year maybe something changes we'll see what happens I guess but until that happens I I can't back this team so um a player I want to look at is, is Michael Bunting. He's been red hot for Carolina to start the year, and he's been he's been bettable every game. And I bet him the first game, and I've looked at him every game since, and I haven't come back to him yet. So, um, hopefully, his line is still bettable 
tomorrow. We'll see what happens uh, for a point. Tara Vinen point has also been bettable every game, and he's had a point in every game. It's it's just kind of silly when when you consider how undervalued Carolina has been as far as their point props. I, I understand they're not like a your typical high flying team that you that you see, but I mean, Tara Vinen are. Was, <laughs> they are. They yeah, just they, don't they have the big name. Going. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. They, they play that, that style. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't get it. So, I mean, I mean, Teravine was plus money last game. And I looked at it, didn't take it, and he hit again. So, I mean, if any of these guys are bettable, I, I think all of them are good looks. I mean, Brent Burns was minus 125 last game for a point against San Jose. It's just, it's just silly. Like, I, I was looking at it. I'm like, this something's wrong. I'm just going to lay off. And they all they all have points. So, the only player I look at on the, on the CL side is Vince Dunn. He's been the only guy that's been producing. He has two points in three games. Otherwise, I mean, I I can't. Um, so until until they get it right, I'm I'm off. I'm off Seattle. Yeah. So I was going through this today too. So Seattle's team total here two and a half minus one thirty five. They're thirty second in shooting percentage, which I think tells the story here in terms of expected goals for. They're fifth in the NHL five on five situations. However. The difference is the goals four above expected for their team. They're second last in the league, minus 5.9, meaning they have 7.9 expected goals for and only two goals for on the season. So it seems like they're due for some positive regression eventually because obviously their shooting percentage is going to bounce back. So they're just not bearing their chances. Two and a half against Carolina, who gives up an average of 4.25. Doesn't seem like a bad spot here. You're going to get this at a decent price before it does jump up to that three and a half range here. So this might be one of my plays, um, especially kind of given who Carolina puts in net after we've kind of seen a little bit shakiness uh, between those two to start the season. So I don't hate Seattle's team total at two and a half, oddly enough. But yeah, any other uh, any other looks in this game? No, I think that covers it i awesome. i think it's funny that those pieces though that they lost like daniel sprung two goals so far for detroit ryan donato has been productive in chicago yeah. like the again they're, they're they're not pretty names but i i think that is one of the issues with this team they don't have those guys they, they were very productive for them last year yeah. And they didn't move out guys to acquire a big name which i thought was really strange i mean yeah I know you don't want to break up that chemistry you may have and kind of that fight of having a bunch of guys that were more role players on their their old former teams, but this is an older team and you had a great playoff run and you added Yamamoto. Yeah. <laughs> and and Belmont. Yeah. Not yeah. exciting. So I, you know, if you're going to lose some of those guys and free up some cap space and a roster spot, which is probably the hardest thing to find on Seattle right now, I, I'm just shocked they didn't dump a bunch of money at. I don't know, yeah. it was even available. How you know, even making like a trade for one of the Winnipeg names that seemingly were on the market for all summer. Yeah, it's strange. May, may uh, make a move. Who knows? We'll see. All right. Uh, well, that has been another episode of Expected Bets 4. Before we sign off, you guys want to shout out your socials one last time here? At Franco the Banker on Twitter. 
at Gretzky Betsky's on Twitter and part of the Parlay Science Discord. Awesome. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at Gator Betting and on the oddsbreakers.com. Thank you guys all for listening. Good luck with the bets tomorrow, and we'll see you soon. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.